0: And welcome to another episode of Live Till Five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Glad to have you with us today on this live local Talk and Variety program here at Harvest Family Radio. It is Friday, August 25th, 3:05 p.m., here at the studios of Harvest Family Radio. Broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG, Harvest Family Radio. Here with you till 5 p.m. Live, if you're listening on Friday afternoon. Maybe you're listening on Saturday between noon and 2 or Sunday night from 7 and 9 p.m. when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. So if you ever miss part of the show, you can catch us on The Rebound. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. We would love to have you listening in. If you ever miss part of the show, you want to pass it on to a friend, tell them about that. You can also listen online, khmg.org. That's K-H-M-G, our call letters, call sign there, khmg.org. There are a lot of different ways you can listen online there. We have different ways to connect to live streams, podcast, etc. So we would love to have you listening online. We'd also like to hear from you. Go to our social media, Facebook, find Harvest Family Radio Guam, and like us, follow us, and then leave a comment. Let us know you're listening. We really appreciate it. We love to get feedback from our listening audience. You know, there's no electronic device out there that we're aware of that tells us exactly how many people are tuned in on the radio dial. Now, we can tell how many people get on our website and how many people download podcasts, but we have no way of knowing how many people are listening on the radio. So if you just let us know by going online, we really appreciate that. It's really very helpful to us. So glad you're with us on this Friday, August 25th, 3.06 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Episode 228. 228 Today's theme of the show are Eclipses and other things you should totally block out Well, maybe maybe the second part of that is tongue-in-cheek But we are going to be talking about eclipses later on in the show Among other things, all our regular guests will be here Lawrence Snaggingass with This Day in History Sebastian Basildua with a little quiz about eclipses Chris Harper All-around good guy and station manager will be bringing us the news in the second hour. We'll play a little What's in My Coffee where we get drinks, samples of drinks from the Hub, Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop, the cafe downstairs, and we get to describe to you what we are drinking, hopefully in a way that's delectable and inviting and that you'll want to go by there and get one for yourself. So we're doing all that today, plus my regular segment, Stranger Than Fiction, The Buck Stops Here idioms, etc., etc., and speaking of regular segments, every week I talk about what's happening this month as far as observances and holidays go, and this is provided to me on a regular basis by Bob the Librarian, who was going to be with us on the show as a special guest today, but he has a cold, so he's going to get better, and when his voice is more presentable, he's going to come on the radio show with us to talk about the Lang Memorial Library, and some of the new offerings they have in there. So excited to talk to him and uh, hope he gets better. But Bob, the librarian, provided this to me, including this list of observances and holidays for this month of August. It's Onion Month, Orange Month, Papaya Month, Pedestrian Safety Month, Psoriasis Awareness Month, Spinal Muscular Atrophy Awareness Month, Stevens-Johnson Syndrome Awareness, and What Will Your Legacy Be Month. So those are all different observances of this month. This last week of August, Be Kind to Humankind Week, August 25th through the 31st. So just starting today, Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over, August 18th through September 3rd. So it's a two-week observance there. Expo 2017, June 10th through September 10th in Astana, Kazakhstan. That sounds very interesting. I might look that up on the break and Learn a little more about that because uh, Expo 2017, that sounds like the World's Fair in Kazakhstan. I wonder why we haven't heard more about that. Happily Married Husband and Wife Week, August 27th through September 2nd. International Bat Night, actually Bat Nights, August 25th to the 27th. Minimally Invasive Surgery Week, August 30th through September 2nd. And then, uh, let's see, finally, World Water Week, August 27th through September 1st. And then... Today, of course, being the 25th, there's some special observances just for this day, including Founders Day of the National Park Service, Kiss and Makeup Day, National Banana Split Day, ooh, that sounds good, National Secondhand Wardrobe Day, like Salvation Army, Goodwill, all the secondhand clothing, thrift stores, World Daffodil Day, the 26th tomorrow, Franchise Appreciation Day, International Tongue Twister Day, National Cherry Popsicle Day, National Dog Day. And National Toilet Paper Day. The 27th, Banana Lovers Day. Global Forgiveness Day. Just Because Day. National Petroleum Day. uh, Let's see here. Slow Art Day. And uh, The Duchess Who Wasn't Day. And then the 28th, Chinese Valentine's Day or Daughter's Day. uh, Let's see here. Dream Day. National Bow Tie Day is the 28th as well. And National Cherry Turnover Day. You know what? I love cherry turnovers. It's probably my top 10 Favorite pastries. I mean, I don't actually have a list of 10 or more favorite pastries. But if I did, I would put cherry turnover somewhere in the, the uh, higher, well, I guess lower in this case, like between 1 and 5, 50% there. The 29th, m- m- enough about me. Uh, according to Hoyle Day, Chop Suey Day, International Day Against Nuclear Tests, Lemon Juice Day, Marine Corps Reserve Birthday uh let's see more herbs less salt day and uh radio commercials day is the 29th the 30th frankenstein day Uh, let's see here international whale shark day national toasted marshmallow day and tug of war day and then the 31st the last day of august will be eat outside day love litigating lawyers day they have to have a day for that uh, National Matchmaker Day, and National Trail Mix Day. So all those things are happening as we wrap up the month of August. And then Bob the Librarian also graciously sends me this Fact Sites Throwback Thursday. Now, we don't do the show on Thursday, but you can download the podcast and listen to it any day you want. But since these things happened this week in history, kind of as a prelude to this day in history, 1572, the St. Bartholomew Day's Day's The St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre. Sorry, I'm having a tongue twister day celebration already here. Catherine de de Medici ordered the the murder of thousands of Huguenots, a group of Protestants in France, became known as the St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre. Huguenots were subject of religious and political disputes during the 16th and 17th centuries. 1609, Galileo Galilei sent a letter to the Dodge, the head official of Venice, offering his newly designed ocule, or telescope, as a tool for warfare. He included notes that he took while using the Ocul to observe the planet Jupiter and its moons. 1814. During the War of 1812, British soldiers attacked Washington, D.C. Pre- President Madison was not at the White House that day and sent word to the First Lady, Dolly Madison, to flee. She gathered items of national historic significance, including secret government papers and a portrait of George Washington. She left all of her personal belongings behind, 3,000 volumes amassed in the Library of Congress were destroyed when the British burned the capital during this attack. Not cool. 1939, the Nazi-Soviet Pact of Non-Aggression, basically the the non-aggression agreement between Germany and USSR was signed. This guaranteed 10 years of non-aggression and neutrality should either power engage in a war. The pact was broken in 1941 when Hitler's forces invaded the USSR in World War II. So... Even though they signed the pact, it only lasted three years. 2011, Steve Jobs resigned as CEO of Apple, stating that he was no longer able to perform his duties. He had fought a rare form of pancreatic cancer for seven years. He passed away soon after. On October fifth, 2011, Steve Jobs shaped and influenced the role of the personal computer and other electronic devices. And uh, that's about it. That's what happened this week in history. Let me just uh, put in a, a quick little plug, of course, from one of my favorite places, the hub you know that they sell malasadas there and so if you're looking for a treat in the mornings before school starts you don't even have to be affiliated with harvest at all you can just be in the neighborhood you can come by and get yourself a nice cup of coffee and a hot malasada they're delivered fresh every morning from daddy's donuts one malasada for $1.50 two for two fifty, or you can get a combo of a malasada and a cup of coffee for three bucks you can't beat that really good very tasty. Now we're going to take a short break. And uh, while we're on break, we're going to listen to a little Harvest Highlights. Then when we come back, a little buck stops here, idioms, stranger than fiction, this day in history, what's in my coffee, Etc. Etc. I'm Jared Baldwin. This is Live Till 5, episode 228 on this Friday, August 25th. And we're going to be talking about eclipses a little later in the show as well. So stick around more Live Till 5 after this short break. Back with a little more live till five. I'm your host Jared Baldwin. It is three nineteen PM on this Friday, August twenty fifth. Glad to have you with us today on our live local talk and variety show. We do intend to entertain you a little bit this afternoon. It's a lighthearted opportunity for us to kind of just at the end of the week have a little breather. It's been a busy week. Most of our listeners are coming off of a, a five day work week plus, and this just gives a little opportunity for them to be able to you know have a, a, a good clean alternative there are a lot of things you could listen to this afternoon we hope that this is a little entertaining for not just the kids but for the adults as well and harvest family radio really wants to build you up and help you grow in Christ in your walk with the lord we we have a lot of great programming that is geared towards that we've been on the air for 21 and a half years almost and broadcasting 24 hours a day 7 days a week beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming, and this show we've been going for 228 episodes every Friday afternoon, approximately for the last 228 weeks. We actually have a couple more weeks than that because of the lost episode from the very first day, and then of course a couple. We've had a couple holidays and things that happened in the middle of there, but for the most part, the last 228 weeks we've been up here on Fridays from three to five p.m. with you, the listening audience. We have some people have been listening faithfully since way back. We have others. Maybe you're new to the show and you don't realize all the different things we do. Well, as you listen to the show, we have these regular little segments. Some of them might be your favorite. Some of them might drive you crazy. It's okay. Just listen to the show and enjoy. And this is one of my favorite segments actually right now. It's called The Buck Stops Here. Words of Wisdom from the desks of 77, well, or more successful people by Horace Martin Woodhouse. He wrote this little book compiling the little desk plaque sayings of many different people, barons of industry, theologians, politicians, clergy, teachers, political leaders, statesmen, you name it. They're in here. It all came from the idea that Harry S. Truman... The president from my neck of the woods back in Independence, Missouri, had a little sign on his desk in the Oval Office that said, The Buck Stops Here. And that really struck me. And so I actually have a sign in my office behind the door that says, The Buck Stops Here. And it's actually a picture of a buck like a deer with bullet holes all around him. But, you know, it's to remind me that I have to be responsible for my own decisions. It's a good reminder, and I'm fascinated by what reminds other people. And this one here by Karen Hughes. You might not recognize the name. She worked for George W. Bush, first as director of communications while he was governor of Texas, then as a counselor while he was president of the United States. Hughes left the Bush administration July 2002 and returned to Texas, but remained in daily contact with the Bush re-election campaign by telephone and email, speaking personally with Bush several times a week. In August 2004, she returned to full-time service with the Bush campaign, planning the 2004 Republican National Convention, And the late stages of the 2004 election She has been described by the Dallas Morning News As the most powerful woman ever to serve in the White House And by ABC News as Bush's most essential advisor The stirring words on her desk sign Were originally written by Winston Churchill So she had a quote by Winston Churchill that said I was not the lion But it fell to me to give the lion's roar Karen Hughes from the George W. Bush administration And that's The Buck Stops Here All right, I have a few idioms for you today, and we started doing these a long time ago, back when one of our regular contributors was Nicholas Brown, who's moved on to other pastures. But his memory lingers, and we started doing some different things with idioms back then and word games and things like that, and we found that our listeners really responded positively. You know, the Nielsen ratings were way up when we did things with words, word games, things like that. And so we started doing idioms. One of our faithful listeners, PC, she provided me with this Dictionary of Idioms by Marvin Turban. It's a scholastic book, kind of a kid's book, I think, but, you know, that that never stops us. Uh, and so we have a number of listeners who maybe they grew up speaking English, but they have... No idea where some of these phrases have come from. They say things and they don't really know the origin. Sometimes they say things they don't know the meaning or they misapply the meaning. So let me enlighten you. How about this? toe the line. When people hear tow the line, they might think uh, that it's uh, toe the line" as if they, they were some kind of rope that was to be pulled, you know, like a, a tow line like you're pulling a boat in or hooking it up to the bumper of a car. Not so. The toe, T-O-E in this expression, is one that grows at the end of your foot. This saying dates back to the early 1800s in England. It refers to either to the line that runners stood at before race began, make sure their toe wasn't over the line, or that sailors and soldiers stand rigidly at attention, waiting for inspection. Every toe in a straight line. That's what it means to toe the line. It means to conform. So do what you're supposed to do. Obey all the rules and orders. Conform. Don't disagree. Toe the line, people. How about this? Tongue in cheek. I demonstrate this multiple times every Live till 5. This phrase may have been made up by an English humorist in the mid-1800s. You would have difficulty saying anything with your tongue in your cheek. Some people actually do poke their cheek with their tongue after making an insincere remark to show that they were only kidding. It's a facial expression similar to winking after saying something that's meant to be taken as a joke. Tongue in cheek is intended as a joke, not serious, insincere, mocking. Too big for your britches. Uh, my grandmother, by the way, called pants, slacks, britches. So she'd say, Get your britches on, or, you know, go. I bought you some britches for Christmas. So she called pants britches. Now, it's an old American expression that goes back more than 200 years. "Breeches," also spelled breeches, is an old word for pants. If it, Now, my grandma wasn't over 200 years old, but it was an old word that was passed down to her. Uh, if a person swelled with feelings of self-importance, he or she might burst right out of his or her clothes. Another version of this saying is too big for your boots. And uh, it's a related idiom that captures the same puffed up self-worth idea, stuffed shirt, which we just talked about not too long ago. Of course, you could also rightfully uh, be proud of yourself or loved one, therefore bursting at the seams, which is another idiom. But to be too big for your britches means to be conceited, swelled with self-importance, and haughty. Too many cooks spoil the broth. The old proverb goes back to the 1500s. The creator of this saying knew that one master chef can create a delicious meal. But if a whole bunch of people try to cook the meal at the same time, the food, or the broth in this illustration, is sure to be ruined. Too many cooks spoil the broth. A project is set back rather than helped by too many organizers. The more people who work on the project, the worse it will turn out. Top banana. Some word experts think this phrase may have started with old comedy routine involving the sharing of bananas, but nobody really is sure. Today, people call the the chief comic in a musical comedy or television show the top banana. Some people may also use the tune humorously to refer to the boss in any group. So the leading comedian in a variety show or the boss is the top banana. I don't know which banana that makes me because I guess I'm the lead comedian, but I'm not the boss of the radio station. Chris would be the top banana. I guess we're all in the same bunch. I said that tongue-in-cheek. Top drawer. The most likely origin of this 20th century phrase is the top drawer of a dresser or bureau. Many people put their jewelry and other valuable possessions in the top drawer so that they can get them easily. From that custom comes the expression, which is used to describe people of the highest social status or anything that's the best in rank or quality. Top drawer means the highest quality, the best. Two more here. Both have touch in them. Touch and go. The saying was first used in the 1800s and may have come from ships that came close to touching the bottom of the sea while in shallow water or touching other things that could sink them. These dangerous situations sometimes ended with narrow escapes. If the ship touched the bottom but managed to go on, it had survived a touch-and-go situation. The term also referred to horse-drawn carriages when there was a narrow escape from an accident after the wheels of two coaches touched Today we use the phrase to describe any uncertain situation that could end horribly or unhappily. The meaning is very risky, uncertain, or critical. Touch and go. And finally, touch something with a 10-foot pole. A writer in the mid-1800s wanted a lively way to describe someone who didn't want to deal with a troublesome issue. The image of the person not wanting to touch something nasty, even with a pole 10 feet long, comes to mind, and this famous idiom was created. This saying, sometimes touch something with a 10-foot barge pole, but it always is used in the negative with words such as won't, wouldn't, or don't, because it refers to something you don't want to have anything to do with. To touch some, not touch something with a 10-foot pole, you're avoiding it at all costs to stay far away from a difficult situation touch with a 10 foot pole. And those are our idioms for today. And uh, we love those. We get a lot of good feedback when we do little segments like that. It's kind of fun. I even talked to one listener one time that told me that uh, they really enjoy it. They uh, were not English as their first language. And so hearing the idioms actually was a helpful thing. So that I guess that makes this an educational program. But you're, you know, it's just me. It's just what we do. We have been doing this for a long time, you know, 52 weeks in a year. We're on episode 228. So, yeah, we've been doing this for over four years. Hard to believe we've been on the air that long with just this show. Now, Harvest Family Radio has been on the air 21 and a half years. So this little show pales in comparison to Harvest Family Radio's overall Library of programs that they've produced, and if you go to our website khmg.org, you can see all the different things that we do here at Harvest Family Radio. The guys produce so many great quality programs. Uh, Guys that have gone before us, a team that has gone before us, has helped catalog and produce a lot of great programming as well. And so, I'd encourage you to go to khmg.org and look at all the different programs you can listen to live stream. You can download the podcasts. Certainly, you can. Uh, send us a message through there as well. There's a way to email us from there. We'd love to hear from you also on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page, uh, Harvest Family Radio Guam. You look us up and uh, you can follow us. And it would be great if you did because we, we love to get that direct interaction, that feedback from our listeners. And every time someone just views our Facebook page for the first time, we get a little notice. If it's your first time viewing our Facebook page, so go to Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook, find us there, and like us, and we'll be able to see it. And we will take that as like a little wink from you that, hey, we approve. We're listening. We appreciate that. It is Friday, August 25th, 3.32 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 228 of Live Till 5. And we're going to take a short break. When we come back... Lawrence Nangas, Sebastian Basildua, Chris Harper, myself, some drinks from The Hub, and just a fun all-around time. So stick around. We're live till five after this short break. A little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is 3.36, Friday, August 25th. Special shout out to a few people. People number one, my son Zachary Baldwin, turned 18 this week. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Zach even worked in the radio station for a summer or two helping us with some programming and things like that. So if you see Zach, wish him a happy birthday. Second event of note, my 26th wedding anniversary. You can congratulate me because uh, I'm very blessed. My wife and I have been blessed with 26 years of wonderful marriage. And we've spent, let's see here, out of the 26, half of them have been in Guam, now that I think about it. I think we've had 13 wedding anniversaries in Guam out of our 26, so half of our married life has been in Guam. The other half, all around the world, Japan, Texas, Wisconsin, Missouri, New Hampshire, and uh, Guam twice, so it's really been a great run. So happy anniversary, Yesterday, the 24th, was my anniversary, and Wednesday, the 23rd, was Zach's birthday. We actually spent one of our anniversaries in the hospital recovering from the delivery of Zachary. So, yeah, it's great. Praise the Lord. Now, here in the studio, we are going to get into our uh, drinks from Hebrews here in just a moment. But as we're waiting for Lawrence to make the trek up here, because we are three stories up, Wanna just bring up uh well I can't find it right now. I had a little article here I want to share with you. Oh here we go. Stranger than fiction. Because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. You know, sometimes there are just stories that jump out at you. Things that you read the headline and you're like, no way. Now that could be an angry no way, that could be a funny no way, a ha, no way. It could be that they wrote it wrong. Sometimes it's just interesting information, maybe trivial to some. But fascinating. So we call this the Stranger Than Fiction segment of the show. And I just want to share one story that I got off of Reuters from Boston. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. A Massachusetts man was arrested. And that's there's no news there, but a Massachusetts man was arrested for trying to punch a police horse in the face at a street festival, according to the Worcester Police. So you can tell I used to live in New England uh, because I know how to pronounce Worcester. The incident occurred on Saturday when police were responding to a disturbance at a beer tent at the street festival in the city located 40 miles west of Boston. The man, 59-year-old Donald, Donald Pagan, tried to walk between the column of, a, of police horses when officers asked him to stop. Pagan stepped to the side of the horse, and got into an aggressive posture by quickly raising his fists in an attempt to punch the horse in the face. Police said in the statement late Monday, the horse instinctively jumped back away from the male, which caused a hazard to Mr. Pagan, the officer, and the horse. Pagan was charged with assault and battery of police officer, resisting arrest and interfering with the police horse. Pagan could not be reached for immediate comment. Of course not. But, yeah, so he tried to punch a horse, and he got arrested for it, and then ended up in the news, Reuters News Service, and we're talking about it in Guam. So what a crazy, st- yes, bare-knuckled, bare-knuckled like old Joe Sullivan, the old 110 rounds of bare-knuckle boxing, you know. Can you, can you imagine that? Can you just imagine a, 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 a Bostonian in Worcester, Mass., taking a swing at a horse? I would not fight a horse. I would not. Well, maybe a Shetland pony, but not a full-size horse with a police officer sitting on it for sure. Now, on a totally different note, much more sublime. This is for our educated, well, I guess our entire audience is highly educated. Our demographics uh, pretty much place our audience at the top of the listening echelon, the smartest with the best taste in music and comedy, Around and you might find this interesting. I sure did. It's just some facts about Japan. Japan, being a close neighbor, we love Japan. Been to Japan many times. I had the privilege of living in Japan for three years of my life, right out of Air Force technical school. I was there for three years. Got married, took my wife there. Enjoyed it. Japan, according to the CNN Money, Japan has the third largest world economy. Did you know that? Toyota Motors is the largest car company in the world. Honda Motors, the fifth largest, and Nissan holds the eighth. So the auto industry is a major pillar of the Japan economy. Fifteen active Japanese car companies. Toyota, Infiniti, Isuzu, Scion, Lexus, Suzuki, Mitsubishi, Nissan, Acura. And then there's uh, Subaru, Honda, Nissan Leaf, which is its own separate company, and Mazda. But there are two that you might not be familiar with. One of these I've seen on little tiny pickup trucks, even here on Guam, Daihatsu. You ever seen the Daihatsu? They're little tiny pickup trucks. If you go down to Micronesia anytime, you'll see Daihatsu pickup trucks everywhere because they get a lot of vehicles that are not very old, but they're too old to pass the uh, emissions inspection in Japan for a fair price. And so they ship those out and sell them in other countries. And so they have these Daihatsu pickup trucks with little fold-down sides. They look like a go-kart version of a truck. But very effective. Missionaries use them all the time. Daihatsu. But this one I've never seen. That Mitsuoka. You ever see the Mitsuoka car company? Never heard of it. Japanese electronics companies. How about these? Canon. Like the camera. Or the printer. Casio. Casio. Citizen, I always thought Citizen was an American company. There you go. Fujitsu, Hitachi, Mitsubishi Electric, NEC, which I think has Nippon is the N, and so that would make sense. It's a Japanese company. Nik- Nikon, Nintendo, Panasonic, Sharp, Seiko, Sony, Toshiba, and Yamaha. And it's amazing how many of those companies kind of cover multiple, multiple fields. They're not just uh, uh, in one field of electronics. Some of those companies make everything from electric trains to electric hair dryers and everything in between. They produce products for each other's larger uh, businesses as well. So, well, you know what we're going to do right now is we're going to take our final last short break and then we're going to come back and we're going to partake of these, these treats that are just they're just calling our names. They're sitting here. They've been delivered by uh, Kayla down there in the down in the coffee shop, and we are excited that we are going to get some free drinks out of this deal. So we're gonna we're gonna divvy these up right now. We're gonna divvy them. And when we come back, we'll tell you what they taste like. So stick around, live till five, Jared Baldwin, episode two hundred and twenty eight, August twenty fifth, three forty four PM. Those are all the details you need. We'll be right back. back with a little more live till five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Friday, August 25th, 340. I gotta look through the correct part of my bifocals here. 348 p.m. It almost looked like a three there for a second with the glare. 348 p.m. on Friday, August 25th. If you're listening to the live show, that is, you might be listening to the rebroadcast. Saturdays, noon to two, Sunday nights, seven to nine p.m. For example, you might be in your car on your way home from Harvest Baptist Church saying, This is not Friday, and it is not 3.48 p.m. Well, you would be correct. You're listening to the rebroadcast. That's why. We do that on purpose, the whole show, all two hours, in its entirety, straight through, noon to 2, Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound. You can also go to our website, khmg.org. You can download the podcast of this show and many other great shows that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio. You can also listen to the live stream. So no longer do you need to go out and buy an expensive radio for your desk. If you have the internet and you have a way to hook up to the internet, you can listen to our radio station through the internet. Go to khmg.org and figure it out. It's really great, very easy. Now, we were just talking about these uh delicious drinks that've been provided to us by Jeremy and his crew down at the hub, and I was asking the guys I just kind of made the if you you just you just had to be here anyway. <laughs> but I was I was pretending like I was Um, making sound with the top of the cups because we had four cups here and I did the like that. I don't know if that translates very well on the radio but (laughs) it's playing the crystal glasses and I said, you know, like the people that come to your church and play crystal glasses and Chris was like, they come to your church? And I was like, yeah, they came to our (laughs) church. Have you, Sebastian, have you ever seen someone play the glasses like where they get their finger wet and it has a certain amount of water in it and they...
1: Only in movies. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay. It's
2: a very legendary thing.
0: Yeah, I, 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 would imagine so. It's all <laughs> different size glasses. Chris, have you seen people like it, live in I, concert I, doing n- that?
2: No, no, not live in concert. I've seen maybe a YouTube video or something of this. I, I mean, I have seen it. I don't recall where. Right. But I've seen it. Yeah. Because
0: you can, you can actually replicate it. Apparently, I think it has to be real crystal. Yes. To be able to do it, and you have to be careful because you do it too much and they'll break the glass, apparently, because the pitch is so perfect, the resonation or something, if it's a real cl- crystal glass. Yeah, we had these people, Avondale Baptist Church, circa 1984, 1985, I was like, you know, I was getting ready about middle school, and we had this couple that I can only describe as unshackled, recovered, former hippies, right? <laughs> yes. and they, the husband and wife duo- And they canceled Wednesday Night Youth Group, and um, they brought everyone into the auditorium, which we do stuff like this here sometimes, cancel youth group to do something combined. Well, this was combined in the auditorium, and we come in and we sit, and they put the youth right up front, and this guy and his wife come out, and there's a table set up with all these what look like giant wine goblets. Yes. Yes. You know, and some of them are big, like the size of a fishbowl, and then some of them are little, tiny, you know, flutes basically, flute glasses. And they all have different amounts of water in them. And then they have microphones set up, and then they say a little something, and then they play. And they play hymns and spiritual songs on the crystal glasses.
2: Sounds uh, see, riveting.
0: I, I I understand what you're doing because you have that hand motion with it. But I don't know yeah. if anyone else. Knows you have to do so the, the wax like on, that. wax off, um, <laughs> uh, hand motion in a small, you're, fast. You're,
2: doing your circu- you're You're circling the rim of yes. the glass. Yes. Yeah,
0: so this, I'm uh, lick my <laughs> finger, uh, and then I'm, I go in a circle, and it kind of is like a harmonic. Like, uh,
3: <laughs> it, it's a whining sound.
0: It, yes, it I whines. Just when you do it, if you have if you have a crystal glass or a bowl at home, put a little water in it first, and then get your hand wet, and then go around the edge like, and then you, and it kind of winds, and it, it goes, like that. It's more of a, it's not just a, it's a like that. It's really funny. Yes, and so we we, you know, that happens yeah there are people okay. out there that do that for churches okay and youth groups all right I'm birthday sure, parties. I'm sure that was a real hint and at the dinner the table. table, yeah yeah can I mean, you imagine I mean, you never get around to eating because mom and dad are playing the hymns on the uh goblets <laughs> <laughs> Wow <laughs> it, uh, it's I mean, a real thing, and you know what's even more interesting is that I'm full of worthless information. Benjamin Franklin, I believe it's Benjamin Franklin invented an instrument that basically had a it did this but like almost with piano key or it basically the it had cri- some kind of crystal tubes that would slowly rotate and water would pour over them and then you would run your fingers across them and you get the same effect as what i was talking about but better and uh and it was a beautiful but haunting sound haunting is like the an word organ? But yes, it was an organ, but it's like called a water organ or a crystal water organ. But the problem is, the people would go mad and they thought the music was causing madness. But what it was is leaded glass. Ah, And the lead glass, these people that would play it would get lead into their system, which causes certain uh, physiological problems. And they're getting lead poisoning by playing this instrument. And that's why those instruments don't exist today. That lead will get you this every time. Is,
2: I mean, all this from four cups of coffee.
0: I know. I know. Think what Amazing. would happen if, you know. If, if it were five cups of coffee. If it was five, it would be very similar. But uh, you know what? While While we're on the topic, why don't we just talk a little bit about those who made this possible. The Hub, Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffee teas, baked goods, books, music, gifts, a few Yankee candles down there, some really cool shirts right now. They got some, these Eagles Volleyball Championship shirts that were designed and created by Hafaloha, and they're our own special design, and you get those there. But what we get every week from there is the, would be our, are not, is, are these drinks here that, that we are going to partake right now. And so in the next five minutes, we're going to taste these, for those of you listening at home, and we're going to describe them. And then we're going to do the big reveal of what were they. Okay. So this tests our vocabulary and our taste buds all at the same time, which is multitasking. So, Sebastian, yours looks gone. Yeah. Uh, what did it taste like? You
1: know I, I don't know why. It's just like, I must come in here like super thirsty. And then like, once we get this, I just.
0: You haven't had a drink since last Friday. <laughs> it's a, you're, no fluids.
1: Yeah, people just come in and just start, you know, playing on yep. the glass thing. I know. It's I so, it's so fascinating. I just yes. focus. Okay. Well, <clears throat> this is like, I'm pretty sure this is a, a creamy, creamy, smooth, sweet experience. Uh, that's just, just dipped in coffee and, uh, I'm trying to be super descriptive. It's a vanilla,
0: creamy vanilla bean, I think. Yes. Over ice. Yes. Over ice. That is very refreshing. (laughs) Very refreshing. Excellent. Okay. Chris, how about yours? What does it taste like?
2: I have a hot drink. It's, it's a, a coffee drink. It has a, a flavor in it. That's a sweet flavor. I'm glad. I'm not. A, I'm glad it's not a sour flavor. Yes, or well, that would be. A yes. Salty. Can you something imagine like that. pungent or that would be uh, horrible?
0: Maybe uh, you know umami or something like that. You
2: know, <laughs> I I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's savory. Oh, savory. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. That would be a weird. Well, this has what I think is caramel. hmm Some people call it caramel. Yes, we've Had that discussion we, yes, many we, times. We we beat that I'm horse. Sure. To death. Or caramel. Okay. Uh, that that'll work. Some friends he's got say that apparently. <laughs> And uh, I think it's a caramel, like a latte, perhaps, because there's mm. also a little uh, foam on top. A little froth there. A little froth. Yes. So Excellent. it's good. I like so
0: it. So you're going for hot caramel latte.
2: I think so. Yeah. Okay, that could be totally wrong. Uh, you, but I'm going with it. I'm going to have the confidence. That's that what this
0: show is about. It's about building confidence.
2: Lawrence Nagengast has always has the Lawrence. confidence. I don't know it usually. Yes, he actually knows it. That's why he has confidence. Yes, right. Right. That's usually the so thing so false that gives confidence. Him confidence. False confidence. This is false confidence. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. right. You
0: know, so that's that's this that's actually in the purpose statement of this show is to uh, imbue <laughs> you with false confidence. My drink is very similar to yours. It's hot. It's definitely an espresso drink. Tastes like a latte because if it, it has that sense that there's been uh, cream or milk steamed into it and right. it's totally mixed in. It's it's it, you know it's not like in separate layers. It's all one consistent nice hot drink. Mine tastes like maybe vanilla, uh, but you know sometimes you after a few drinks you kind of lose whatever the distinctive taste is. Like you can't smell it as much. Sebastian, you have the White Mocha with Caramel. Close. Um, or Camel, I'm not sure. I can't read their <laughs> writing. It could be Camel. Wow. Let's see. Number two. You have number two. You have the Honey Hazelnut Latte.
2: Honey okay. Hazelnut.
0: Wow. Hey. I didn't even know that was a thing. These are sweet
1: names. Uh, number hazelnut. three,
0: Lawrence is going to have my drink, the Sugar-Free Hazelnut Latte, because I grabbed the wrong one. Stand by. <sighs> Oh, I'm super
1: glad I didn't grab that.
0: Nope, there's no SF on it, so I wouldn't have known until exactly. the big reveal anyway. I have a vanilla latte, So, and Lawrence would have had this drink, and so it makes sense that I called it because Lawrence always calls it. So there you go. It's, great it's, job. It's, it's more in the drinks than in the person, apparently. So thank you to The Hub for providing us with these great drinks. We really appreciate it. It's always very tasty. And uh, now that we're at the top of the hour, I think the best thing we could do is take a break for the news. And then we're going to come back. Sebastian's got a quiz for us. I don't know if you heard, but there are a few people in the States that reported there might have been an eclipse. So, Sebastian's going to be talking about an eclipse. We're going to talk about this day in history with Lawrence Nagengast. He's just finishing duet practice right now. And uh, we'll continue on with some Stranger Than Fiction and other things as well. So, listeners, stick around. We'll have more live till five, a whole nother hour of it here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Baragata Guam, stick around for SRN News. With a little more live till five, it's Friday, August 25th, 4.04 PM, here at the studio. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, KHMG 88.1 FM. That's where you'll find us on the dial here on Guam. On the dial. That's a phrase we use in the Biz. And we also in the biz we always make sure that we let people know that's something we do in the biz. That's part of being in the biz.
2: Am I right, Chris? Am I right? Well, you have one way of seeing it, I've noticed. (laughs) You're so
0: (laughs) diplomatic. You're so diplomatic. I appreciate that. That's another, that's actually something you have to have in the biz, is a certain level of diplomacy. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. We we enjoy ourselves here on Live Till 5. If you're just tuning in, this is 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Friday, August 25th. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 228 of this little thing we call Live Till 5 every Friday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. Live local talk and variety program. And then we rebroadcast it in its entirety, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. You can download the podcast through khmg.org along with other great podcasts and programs we produce here at Harvest Family Radio. You can listen to a live stream on that same website as well. Also, go to Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook. And follow us, and then what you'll do is you'll end up with these updates every time we upload a new podcast, or we put out a little article, or we do a link to maybe one of the artists of of uh, our our music library. They have a new song, we'll put that out sometimes, or put out a word of encouragement to you. Different things like that. So we want to stay connected with you any way we can, and we love to hear from you any way you can. So on our Facebook page, on our website swing by the studio, Sebastian will give you the tour. It'll take like two minutes. It'll be great. You can see the faces behind the voices. I'll even greet them. You'll greet them as well. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, you know, Monday is Cherry Turnover Day, so if you would like to bring Cherry Turnovers to the radio staff, Uh, they'd be greatly appreciative. Chris, do you like Cherry stuff? Sure. Okay. And yeah. Sebastian, you like cherry stuff? I, of course I do.
3: Lawrence, do you like cherry stuff? I do because uh, Traverse City up in Michigan has the oh, big cherry festival right. every summer and we went to it one year. It was, it's awesome.
0: What's your favorite kind of cherries? like, a, do you have, do you understand the differentiation? Yeah, do you I like I mean, the big like one, one up kind? there is
3: like the, the sour, it's uh, mm. a sour cherry mm-hmm. and that's good in jam. Mm-hmm. Of course, they put some sugar in there with it but uh, I really just, I, I like, Marchino's is okay on a Sunday mm-hmm. but that's not yes. my favorite just to eat I, out of a everyone jar. Everyone
0: that goes out to Lunch with me knows I get those in my diet soda. Yeah, those Keeps are people good. from getting my cup accidentally. Yeah, that's true. But then the, 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 I
3: don't know what it's called, but it's, it's still a sweet cherry. It's mm-hmm. not, is it like doctored, a dark, it's dark, right, dark color or is it It's, a bright it's red? darker. Okay. It's darker, but it's got the little pit
0: inside and mm-hmm. you just eat them off the stem and they're oh, awesome. I love those. Yep. I, I like the Bing variety, Bing cherries. They're the dark, almost a plum color. Yeah. They look right. like a little plum almost. They're so uh-huh. dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty sweet with a with a touch of sour. Mm. When I was a kid, I used to drink black cherry cola. Yeah, me too. That yeah. was that and was so cherry. popular, wasn't yeah, it? it was like really Shasta popular. and all the off brand. What we call off brands, yep. you know, Got generic brand soda. Western Family, Western Family, and yeah, you yeah, could get black a cherry black hat. cherry yeah. soda. Yeah. I always thought that was one of the best flavors. And the cool thing was, no one else in my family liked it. So there was always two black cherries left, you know, in yeah, the cooler when you're at the family picnic. That's
2: why I get Dr Pepper. People don't like. People that's in my house don't like Dr that's Pepper. That's right. I
0: mean, that's not selfish at all. We're trying to, you know, make <laughs> yeah, sure. Wasn't we... a, I'm not a Dr Pepper fan. So. <laughs> yeah, see, we you put some stuff in there. That's why I, I used to go to the coffee you, shop. You doctor the you doctor the drink Mr Pib. You know? Mr Pib. Yeah, I you know. know. Mr. Oh, wow. Pib, no I'll do Mr Pib uh, all day of long. A, Pib more extra. Of a
3: Verner's and uh Fresca, oh, and like, Fresca i like verners yeah Yeah verners and and you know any of those like ginger ales How about uh, uh,
0: have you have you ever had um uh birch beer Oh yeah birch beer Yeah that's very good, good. Yep. It it sounds bad to our listening audience it's actually like root beer but it's just a different yeah, type beer. of root and instead the, of sassafras Ginger beer ginger, ginger beer is very, is very good tasty. especially out of Australia yep. it's one of the best I like grape You like grape yep. <laughs> <laughs> knee high you like a grape knee high grape or drink grape yeah. drink okay yeah. grape drink that's good that's good okay, that's yeah. a public school cafeteria <laughs> mm, kid right there yeah right. in the juice that box right there yeah they had um, that on tap at the tortilla factory in in missouri <laughs> I, I talked about this a couple of episodes ago but we have rc cola is really popular yeah, we where had that royal fago yeah fago that was a that Faygo was a, a big deal subsidiary i think of rc mm-hmm. cola actually. i think it was yeah so, yeah, Fago became super popular when I was in high school because they had all these weird flavors like orange sickle and mm-hmm. lemon, lime, you know, sherbet or whatever. Yep. They had all these bright
2: colored drinks. Yep. They did. Of the colas, I would rather get an RC cola than pretty much any of these. I'm others. in absolute agreement. Yeah. It's a little sweet, yeah. kind of like I Pepsi. Feel it tastes
0: a little flat compared to the other ones. Mm. I don't think they put mm. as much Definitely in it. C- Coke.
2: Coke. Yes. Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely
0: compared to Coke. Coke, Definitely compared to Coke. I could actually Coke. drink RC Cola when it was, like, warm and yeah. actually still enjoy it. Yeah, because it's sweet, That's like right. Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got a sweetness. You know, they did a study on, uh, you know, how Pepsi did the blind taste test. In the 1980s and 90s, that was the big deal. They'd go to, like, stadiums, and they would blindfold people, and... Okay, blind taste test. And Pepsi would win like 90 out of 100 times. Yeah. But there's a scientific reason. They actually, it's a sweeter soda. And so your initial right. response is you like sweet almost always more than you like the, the salty. But then the overall sales, Coke outsells Pepsi because the, the long-term effect beyond the first sip is people prefer that. But most people haven't had Royal Crown Cola. Royal Crown Cola is... I think probably one of the best. It's just a it's a regional product, and so not everyone's exposed to it. Yeah. Plus, Coca Cola is just I mean, it's so dominant. Yeah, I'm telling you what, cherry Turnovers just cherry <laughs> sent us on a <laughs> wild goose chase. Back to right Monday, there. <laughs> cherry turnovers for all of us here in the studio, for all of our wait listening t- audience.
2: Wait till he starts on the crystal. Uh,
0: oh, the sound out. Yeah, Lawrence, you're gonna have to listen to the podcast because the first hour. I wowed our audience with my rendition of the crystal goblets Oh and uh, playing those in church. Did you ever have someone come to your church and play the crystal goblets? They did not come to our church. No. Have uh, you ever seen someone I play just the crystal did it goblets? In the oh, restaurant. you do it. Okay. <laughs> at, at Olive Garden. Yes. Wherever, <laughs> Stop crystal. doing that. Slap your hand. Oh, yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. Just give me another yeah. breadstick. Okay. All right. Well, hey. Uh, since Sebastian's been here, Lawrence, have you got a few minutes to hang around? Oh yeah, I'm okay. good. Well, let's do the quiz first because. Uh, you know, this is this is Sebastian actually eclipsing Lawrence by sliding in front of him and blocking out what Lawrence was going to do and actually instead performing the eclipse quiz. Some people might have heard there might have been an eclipse in some parts of the states. Oh. I wouldn't know.
3: I, that was little news to me or big news to me. Yeah. There's well,
0: a ton of pictures. Well, I found out also that if you
1: were to look at the moon at that time, you would see the, the moon, the, the shadow of the
0: earth on the moon. And I was like, oh,
1: I should have looked at that time. I missed mm. it. But, but yeah. you know,
0: we have the shadow of the Earth on the moon frequently. Like, I don't remember. I'm sorry. But it was Glock? out of cycle. I don't know. Yeah.
1: They said that if it was nighttime, you could look at the moon. Because I'm pretty
3: sure if you were looking at the moon at that time, it I'm was so directly confused. in front of the sun. Like, that's what you're so looking like, at. So It's impossible. They confuse me, which is
1: why we're doing quiz.
0: All right, great. All right, you're obviously perfectly qualified to conduct this quiz. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> everything, everything
1: I pulled is not me. It is from the internet and perfectly That's reliable. Even better. Even okay. better. <laughs> hit us, hit us. Let's go for it, man. All right, yeah, I call it the Solar E Quiz. Huh, huh. Okay. Um, So we'll just go around the table here, and um,
2: you always have a name for the quiz. Well, you know what? Maybe one or top five right here. Maybe one or two listeners are out
1: there and be like, "Oh, I can't wait to hear what he named it this time." Okay, or maybe that's just me in my head. You have
0: Sebastian. I get it, right? (laughs) You have to keep the fans happy. Exactly. If the fan wants, if the fan <laughs> the wants a name, if they want the a names. name for the quiz, give them a name for the quiz. That's why I say the biz all the time. There's fans <laughs> out there that like me saying the biz. That's what we do in the biz.
2: Yes, and
0: at least I, even I, if learning. it's in the, you know, I'm the, learning this, the this is congregation is a, of my mind. What's
2: just been said just now is a virtual cornucopia oh, of nonsense. A oh, virtual <laughs>
0: cornucopia. Uh, 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 That's exactly what that is. (laughs) Okay, it's all yours. Here we go. Here we go. go. I'm ready.
1: In plain terms, a solar eclipse is a phenomenon that occurs when the moon obscures the disk of the sun. We know this, right? Right? Okay, good. An eclipse only takes place during what lunar phase? The new moon? The full moon?
2: The first quarter? Or the last quarter? I'm going to say new moon. I don't even know what that means. But it sounds good. I'm going to try it. Um, I believe
0: it's the new moon also. I would think new moon just because of... uh, I don't remember seeing the moon in the sky this week uh, before or after the eclipse. I'd say new moon as well. Okay. Well, that's what I'm trying to think. If the moon
3: is directly between the sun and the earth during that day, then by the time it travels around the other side of the earth at night it have to be in that same line. So I think, I think what they're all saying is correct. I think Newman is the right answer.
1: That is correct. You all are correct, and you all get no points because you all are correct. Oh, I so, forgot. So did, we, did we not have any moon on that day, night?
3: Right, because technically, if everything's on the same line... Right.
0: You're, you're actually... You're right that the Earth's shadow is already cast on the moon. So that's why that question is correct, because the new moon... The, the moon is obscured by the Earth's shadow. Yeah. And so you can't have a full solar eclipse unless it's a new moon is what they're saying. It's always going to happen at, at the same, same okay. time. Okay. So yeah, even yeah, though yeah. at that moment the moon was actually on the yes, other side of the planet, yes, yes. it is a new moon. So it makes sense. Uh, okay. It adds up to there what you go. said. There we go. That's, that's, why, okay, it makes that's sense. what you were saying. Thank you, Jared. Okay. <laughs> <Question> I'm an <laughs> encourager. Call me yeah. Barnabas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Barnabas. <laughs> question <laughs> that's, two that's a it's a bigger speech it's okay
1: it's okay all right question two what type of eclipse takes place when a ring of light surrounds the outline of the moon is it a total eclipse an annular eclipse a partial eclipse or a hybrid eclipse is what type of eclipse takes place when a ring of light surrounds the outline of the moon
2: well, I, th- I think I saw that in some of the pictures of this one. So it's a total eclipse, I yeah. think. I would say
0: total. Yeah, it
2: is. Yeah, it's it is total.
1: Okay. Um, well, I have annular here. Oh, mm. and it says partial. As sun is only partially obscured. Mm. Total is when the entire sun is hidden behind the moon.
0: Hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, Hyper- I, I see I mean, what you're
3: saying. So. i'm just saying what would be the difference then is there is there a distance the moon can be at some point when it's an eclipse and it be a total because from what i saw in all the pictures the best it can do is leave a ring
0: Uh, okay so this is what i think where we might be on this yeah it's you know jeff borker needs to weigh in on this postulation they're probably listening on their way home with all the kids saying no you're so wrong um Daddy, tell them the right answer. Uh, So it depends on your location of observance. So for some people, they observed the total lunar eclipse this week. Others probably observed the annular lunar eclipse, I would imagine.
3: And the partial was beyond that.
0: Exactly. If you're not perfectly lined up, that little line they showed across, then I, I, I think we might be onto something there. And if not, it sounds good. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Confidence. Barnabas. Express confidence. Yes. Listen, that's, that's what it is. What it is. Right. Yeah, I was very I heard it on the radio. It, it is
3: the total. The no total doubt total about way. it. But,
0: but, yeah. but you heard of fake news? <laughs> we this even is, made him hey, question this is his well, answer. Well,
3: I have annular I here. <laughs> I, I believe I'm right. Okay, and right. You're, You are the expert. So <laughs> You did
1: Google it after I, all that, I would trust them. <laughs> Uh, so no one guessed that correctly, right? No, no we didn't. No. Uh, Zero points you, it, again. Well,
0: according to Wiki, Jared, we w- we would have got it right. But oh, okay. according to the real truth, then we didn't get it right. <laughs> yes, correct.
1: All right, question three. More than one eclipse can occur during the same calendar month, true or false? Now, remember, I gave you a bunch of different types of eclipse, so don't just yeah. think of a...
3: I, I think it's true, because couldn't it happen... You know, To where things don't move a whole lot, so the next day, couldn't there be a, a potential-
2: You mean the lines up? Yeah, yeah I, I'd say true then. In the same
3: location, like if I was yeah. in, let's say, Charleston, South Carolina, like there was an eclipse there this last time, would it be there twice, or just in the world could there be eclipses? No, I just, just mm. from that same location. From the same location? Yeah. Ah, I'm going to say true. I'll say true as well. False.
1: <laughs> mm. Yes, okay. Well, the correct answer is true. Mm. So, historic example of this. I was just being incorrigible. (laughs) The historic example of this was year 1150 A.D. when a partial eclipse was seen on March 1st and March 30th.
3: I missed that one. Huh. Okay, so it was not the same, like, a day apart. It was, like, at Uh, the end of the cycle. In the same month. I get it. At the end of the cycle.
0: Yes. It was back again. Because it's a lunar month. month. Yes, got it. sorry if I wasn't clear.
1: (laughs) Uh, you were fine. I'll be better next time.
0: Okay. You <laughs> Your insincerity disturbs me. <laughs> nah, just
1: like how I encourage my Awana kids. Just next time. Next time. Next time. <laughs> I'll give you a couple hints. <laughs> next time. All right.
0: Yeah. For a cherry turnover. <laughs>
1: yeah. And an RC cola. Because <laughs> it makes me hungry. All right. That let's sounds go. That's great, actually. During what phase of a total
3: eclipse do Bailey's beads occur? Do you guys know what Bailey's beads yeah, are? Yeah. They're the little spots that before there's the t- the ring. Yeah. There's the the spots.
2: I saw around pictures it. of that.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. So there's
1: there's second contact totality, first contact, and third contact. So Yikes. I, mean, I could have gone first contact, second contact. You
0: could have, but you didn't. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> first <laughs> Way to contact. Keep it do
1: they occur? During what phase of a total eclipse do Bailey's
2: beads occur? I'm, I'm going to say first contact. I have no idea whether that's accurate. So maybe
1: imagine it from it, this perspective: the the, the the moon overlapping the sun. And points of contact, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. Yeah. I think so. it's third contact. Third contact.
0: Okay. Uh, what was the, besides second, <laughs> <laughs> what was the There's other first one? First
1: contact, second contact, third contact, and totality.
0: Totality. Yeah. That's my answer.
1: Okay. First, third, mm-hmm. totality. It's second contact. And oh, that's why you got to be kidding me. That's wow. why it was first, because it was highlighted, and it was all right. Wow. I'm sorry. Well, actually, yeah, because it goes first contact, second contact. So first contact is when the moon first hits the sun, like it first overlaps mm-hmm. a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's a bit. partial eclipse. Second contact is when it is uh, – that's when it, it starts to go over it completely, and that's when the beats start coming through. Do you know why it shines like that? No. It's because it's the light – craters? Yes, the light is reflecting off of the craters and or, or – Really? It's bending the around? And- it, well, it's not – yeah, the moon's surface isn't the, smooth. Yeah, so it's going through so the So there's craters. those
3: little gaps or little valleys ah. that it yeah. can kind of shine through.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it goes first contact, second contact, which is that. And then totality when it's, like, completely Is third covered. contact mm. after the third totality? Third contact is then afterwards ah. when it's exiting. It ends on a third contact. So, um Yeah. This is enlightening. Wow. Yeah, this is why we
0: do this. <laughs> uh, for our listening audiences to join us, this is not National Public Radio. This is actually 88.1 KHMG Harvest <laughs> Family Radio. We're just talking about science because of the eclipse this week. This is an eclipse quiz. <laughs> yeah. The solar quiz. Now, back, back to the quiz. quiz.
1: Now, back to the quiz. Next question. <clears throat> you all were wrong on that last one, right? So we weren't got any points, man. Thanks for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. The discourager. Okay. Seven. Total <laughs> eclipses usually last more than seven minutes, true or false?
3: False. False. I think they're average true. average around
0: <laughs> three.
1: That's false. Yeah, uh, they don't last that long. Okay. And
0: there's only
2: very specific. Sometimes it's just one
0: uh, It felt like seven <laughs> million minutes. Once I started seeing everyone's Facebook posts. Yeah. Come I, on already.
2: I said one, once I started seeing everybody's selfie with the eclipse, I thought I had burned uh, my retinas up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've been waiting was, to use like, that one. I've been you? waiting because I, it was like, how many of these can we see? Yeah, This is I was over the top. Well, and then Cereal what box. you don't know yeah. is, Glasses. are
0: all of them real? Like, there was one where the image, the Bailey's beads almost look like a cross and stuff. And you're like is that real? Does someone make that up? Do I want to really repost that or like it? You know, my favorite
1: yeah. is the death star going in front of the club. Oh, <laughs> now that was funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, that yeah. was funny.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Two more questions. Um, question number, eight, um, next question. I forgot. I, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, which of the following can you use to adequately protect your eyes while looking at the sun, a CD, solar filter, film, negative or sunglasses?
3: Can we go back to CD? Does that have another a thing a or CD? like a, a compact CD? disc? A certificate
0: no. of deposit? I mean, how much is it for? <laughs> no, so I, CD. I know you can
2: use welding. Uh, a welding yeah. CD, uh, yeah. solar filter, Mask. film negative, or sunglasses.
3: I think solar filter. That's it.
2: Uh, film negative is an interesting concept. <laughs> no, that, is neg- that is interesting. Um, I'm going to say a film negative because it just seems interesting to me. But I was it gonna say that be. too
0: because I what I I don't know if a solar filter I mean that's appropriate yeah. for the camera, but you can also point your phone at the regular sun, but you can't stare at the sun. So no. um I think I would go could ruin film, your sensor Yeah, though. I would go that's with film I'm negative. I'm going with film negative as well.
1: Hmm, interesting. Well um the only recommended objects are solar filters. Hmm. Because
3: yeah. So obvious. I know. It's very. It's I went a, with that. I went with the obvious. Yeah.
1: That's good. Good job. Yeah. Because everything obvious. else will uh-huh. burn your eyes out.
0: So. Just um, gotta get a yeah. welding
2: mask. That's all you gotta do, yeah. right there. Yeah, you keep That'll bumping the
0: into the, like the end table and stuff. But once you're outside, <laughs> the end table. You're fine. I was actually wondering. <laughs> you saw all the bruises on your quads. <laughs> but oh, you're be okay. <laughs> Leave me outside, honey. I, I got yeah. my mask on. You well, you could take it off till you get thing. outside, honey. No, I want to be prepared. Yeah, I you, you saw all out. those
1: shades that people bought, like mm-hmm. the solar yes. filter, you know, glasses. I wondered like if anyone was just. Like they full, they sold fake
3: glasses.
2: Can to you imagine?
3: And like, people got their eyes burned?
2: Yep, they did.
3: Yep. There was a recall on a bunch of them that were sold by Amazon week before yeah
2: i don't think i'd trust him frankly yeah Yeah. i don't
3: either
0: i mean you wouldn't know till it's too late
1: i mean what if it was someone trying to make a statement
3: you know what
1: what if what if it blinded you (laughs) you couldn't go to
0: your amazon order to look up the return policy (laughs) (laughs) it's like the perfect crime (laughs) yeah
1: okay before we you know start getting people thinking about these things yeah let's move on well yeah how many more you got well this is the last one right okay i'm ready uh, Lawrence in the lead Oh, Jared. This is like the first time ever. Sorry. <laughs> solar eclipses also occur on other planets in our solar system. Which of the listed planets experience them? Saturn,
3: Venus, Jupiter, or Mars? Is there more than one answer? No, there's one answer on that list. That experience them or do not?
1: That experience them. Yeah, Saturn, Venus, Jupiter, or Ma- Mercury.
2: With their own... With their Mercury, Mercury or Mars. Oh, sorry, Mercury. Uh, Mercury. Oh, Mercury. I mean Mercury. Sorry,
1: like, I know it's such a huge leap
3: in thought. Wait, Mercury. I'm gonna go with Jupiter. Yeah. I'm why? Go with Jupiter. Why? Why are you going to Jupiter now? It has 16 now? moons. It and does I have moons. That <laughs> one of those moons will get in the way every mm. now and then. Mm. Mm. I would go with Saturn because it has the same amount of moons, but I think Jupiter is probably better. The other two, I don't believe have moons, uh, Venus and, and it'd be Mercury. very difficult with the nearness of their planet to being to the sun mm, that Venus yeah. and Mercury would have any sort of mm. eclipse. So. That's why I'm going to go with Jupiter. Oh. Saturn. Yeah. Saturn. That's
0: Saturn. the other option. I yeah. would go. So read me the planet options again. I know Pluto's not a planet, so don't say it. Saturn, <laughs> Venus, Jupiter, or Mercury. I would go with Venus uh, for 17 reasons, but I, <laughs> only one or two I'll enumerate right now. Number one, you can't see through the atmosphere anyway, so it really doesn't matter. They wouldn't know if they were having one. Number two, and it wasn't caused by humans. Different program. Um, number two, now you know you're not listening to National Public Radio. Uh, n- number two is I think that it, uh, size and proportion, you know what? I take that back. Venus doesn't have any moons that I'm aware of. Let's, let's go back to, I'll go back to um, Saturn. No take I'm going to go with Saturn. No take back. Take back. <laughs> I still had my hand on it. Saturn. Yeah. Let's go with Saturn. Saturn. Saturn, uh, you went. Saturn
1: is Saturn, well. Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Jupiter is the correct answer. Wow. And Lawrence is the winner. Let me explain. Jupiter has five moons large enough to obscure oh. Mars, also, but because of the moon size, only lasts about 20 seconds. Pluto <laughs> did have moons, but Pluto is no longer a planet. That's right. So,
2: what? Well, never mind. We
0: just had uh, Pluto's Not a Planet Day. <laughs> this month, August, Pluto's not. It was a like planet two weeks day. ago. Pluto's oh, not a planet so day. Sad, many tears. All right. Yeah. What is yeah. it then? I don't know. It's. I will Sp- have to wait till next month and see what that holiday.
2: <laughs> Space debris or yeah, something. Yeah, it
0: is. It's a. Wow. it's An afterthought. There's Planet X, They're supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. The 10th planet. Okay. Well, hey. Now, before we take a break, which we all really need, uh, Lawrence. It is Friday, August twenty fifth. And I have to believe this might be one of the most epic days in history. Some of the most important things that have ever happened happened on August 25th um, in history, I'm sure. And so if you could, because there's so many things, if you could limit all the historical events to this goth and um, Indo-Chinese historical non- Emperor-related, mm-hmm. non-militaristic, uh, women of achievement dates. That would be very helpful. <laughs> okay, so stick with those two things. That would be perfect.
3: Well, I have Galileo, who's from Italy, who the Visigoths ransacked.
0: Okay, there you go. <laughs> so See? So there's connection? one connection. connection. 1609,
3: he demonstrates his first telescope
0: to the Venetian lawmakers. Number two. Yes, and he did that for war purposes, even though he had seen yes. Jupiter and its moons. He had seen it. He wanted them to use it. Uh, he, the Dodge or whatever he, he's called, the, the uh, leader of the city, he wanted him to use it for military purposes. Yes,
3: to scout out. 1968, Tsar Peter the Great returns to Moscow after his trip through Western Europe and visit visiting the Visigoth. Not really. But he came back <laughs> and realized Russia was so far in the Dark Ages that he made the men begin shaving all their beards. And if they didn't, they were drug in and sheared off. And then began a shipyard. That's a, which sign, he,
0: that's a sign of progress. Drag them in and shear them. It is. It is. <laughs> uh,
3: we have the explanation of James Cook that started today. The man eventually will discover, not discover, but uh, found Australia as the uh, national, not uh, worldwide prison, international prison for England. Hawaii, Sandwich Islands,
0: etc.,
2: yeah. etc. et cetera. If people have Amazon Prime, we've been watching a history of Australia that is... Is fantastic. Really, really, it is a remarkable. Uh, I just uh, renewed to my Prime. I'm I'll gonna watch check it tonight. Check it out. It's Australia. It, it, it's it's like eight or ten. I don't know, eight or ten episodes, <laughs> and we've made through. That's like benchworthy worthy, right there. Yes. That and it, because it's, it's really, educational, it's really you don't even have to feel language. guilty. I, I had no idea about a lot of the stuff that they had on there. It was it was pretty it all amazing. Yeah.
0: Honey, get there us a couple bags of pizza rolls. Yeah. Oh man. And some burners. A little Some bit of RC Cole and cherry turnovers. <laughs> uh, we're gonna it's we're done. gonna watch ten episodes of Australian history yeah. it's on Amazon stuff. Prime. It's on
2: Amazon Prime, awesome. Okay. Um,
3: yeah, and I guess I was gonna say a few things about um, boxing, but Amelia Earhart finishes her transcontinental flight today. Yeah. um, What
2: about pugilism? I want to hear about that. Oh, (laughs) I know.
3: I would like to share. But I guess you'll just have to watch the fight this weekend. That's why I was going to bring it up. Mm. um, Bring it up. The big fight about uh, McGregor and Mayweather is uh, is this weekend.
0: Well, I mean, people are going to be done talking about it. Is that going to be on pay-per-view like on Sunday here? Yeah, it will be. It'll it'll be Sunday afternoon. Right right in the middle of my Sunday school lesson? No, it'll be
3: after that. Okay, good. Because all the uh, um, earlier fights will be after. So it'll actually be probably about 3 in the afternoon by the time they fight.
0: So um, by the time people hear this on Sunday night, this fight will be over. But it's Saturday same. afternoon, it's still, still in the future. Still so, in the works. So um, what do you guys predict? You have uh, Colin McGregor and arrogant... Connor. Connor, yeah, Connor Sorry, Colin Collins McGregor. Is younger brother. Well, they're both yeah, pretty a, arrogant. Yeah, arrogant, <laughs> arrogant f- mixed martial art fighter. Yes. And then you have Floyd Mayweather, arrogant uh, boxer. Boxer, who's never lost. Never lost. And... Uh, So who do you think will win, and how long do you think the fight will take by – do they do rounds? Are they doing rounds? They usually do 13 rounds. Most of these fights – And they're doing it as a boxing match? They
3: are, yeah. But they're using eight-ounce gloves, which to me – Which are thinner, right? Well, it's lighter. It's just – it's closer to an MMA style. Uh, not now style he can't glove, use weight of. Glove.
0: Can he use MMA techniques at no. all? No, is no. It's this a boxing a, match. This is so, the only
3: adaption, I believe, is the weight of the gloves. Okay, everything else. Which no, they used to is use. They used it's to not use not eight anymore. ounce. Yeah, yeah back, back in, in the day. day. Mm-hmm. I think the MMA is four. I think those the the wraps mm-hmm. they use is four. Maybe not even that heavy. So people are starting to think that that was a mistake to agree to that for for Mayweather. To me, I it's gonna mess know. up his beautiful grill. The, the the youth of McGregor is the one thing. Mayweather's in very good shape, but McGregor's young. He's twenty eight years old, and so uh, to me, if, if it goes thirteen rounds or twelve rounds, whatever they have, it's 12, twelve, yeah, twelve. Uh, I don't know. It, it could be that he gets more hits in the late rounds, but Mayweather's technical, technical techniques, wow, are the best. That's why he's never lost. So he wins by decision because usually the punches he makes. Make contact and our quality punches. Where that's like, how you beat Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Yeah. Pacquiao swung more, but he didn't make it land yeah. as many. So, anyways, I don't think anybody gets knocked out. I really don't. I think it's a decision in the end. Uh, so I, I think you're Mayweather going with ends.
0: Mayweather in a, in a
3: decision, full
0: full length, mm, thirteen yeah, 12 rounds, rounds 12, twelve rounds, twelve rounds. Yeah. I think
3: it's a, a unanimous decision for Mayweather. That's okay, what I think Sebastian, a boxer Gregor. or the MMA fighter, MMA. Wow, okay.
0: You think it'll go quick or take a long time? Um, I'm going for. Nine I mean, rounds. McGregor fights three nine rounds.
1: rounds.
2: I mean, they're intense, but those are three, not twelve. Five. Right? They're five mm-hmm. rounds. Five five minutes round. Five five minute rounds. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I listened to an interview with. Chris uh, does a little MMA on the side. Does. No, no, no. I listened to <laughs> an interview with a couple of boxers. And they were talking about first of all the eight ounce gloves make no difference whatsoever. Huh. Because the gloves are to protect your hands so you can punch more. Right. They're not to protect the face of the opponent right. because they make no difference right. yeah. to the yeah. face of the opponent. It's like putting it's like
0: putting yeah. a pillow well, over a baseball to the bat. Weight.
3: The weight of what they're swinging for for an hour. Yeah, right. That's true, what I'm true. referring. Well, to. He,
2: he said the reason they use ten ounce is because guys hurt their hands. Mm. Break, so, you can break every bone in your hand yeah, after so, a full fight. So he said that makes it a disadvantage if you're a hard puncher because you it's there's less protection for your hand. Uh-huh. So they said that's a that's kind of a ruse. It doesn't really make any yeah. difference. People in boxing know that anyway. This is this was according to a couple think, of boxers. Who do you think? Who do you think's going to win? Oh wow, I think uh, I think Mayweather is going to probably have to win it if he if he can stay away from the punching power. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because
2: he's he's strong, he's fast, he's young. It's I don't know if he can stay away from the punches. He's going to win because he's just an excellent excellent champion. Yeah, boxer. Yeah. So
0: well. Uh, my my prediction is, first off, they both win because they're both going to walk away with so much money from this. <laughs> yes, and there's going to be a rematch no matter what happens. You think? I I think wow. so. I think so. And the quicker the fight goes down, probably the quick sooner there will be a rematch, like, hey, I wasn't ready or whatever. Um, I could see McGregor getting, you know, just totally losing and then literally just going crazy on Mayweather and, and attacking him, like tackling him yeah. and beating really? him up. Yeah, because, you know, he's not used to to being handed, you know, his lunch, so to speak. Maybe so, a head kick. Yes, like exactly. It'd only oh, take one, right? A roundhouse. like a, Yeah, that's like what a, I'd be worried about. I'd, and, i would and, and
2: be something, wouldn't it?
0: I would go that with... would <laughs> be
2: something. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone
0: said... Wow. And Sylvester Stallone, although, you know, he's an actor, he knows a lot about boxing. I saw well, him interview about it. it. And he said... That um, they're going to charge Mayweather with uh, manslaughter after this fight. That's what he predicts. Yeah. Oh, so that, really? Oh, yeah. Because he's well, he's a he loves boxing stuff anyway. Like he sponsors different boxing right. events and shows. He just said there's just no comparison. It's 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 like it's I think it's like when Lance Armstrong tried to win the New York City Marathon. Oh, wow. uh, a couple of years ago against um, Holly Gerblisi. He basically Lance Armstrong had retired from Tour de France and he started running. Well, and all his VO2 max and his muscle and everything matches perfectly with these guys that win uh, marathons. And they're like, well, it's just an easy transition. Not even close. Hour behind the, uh, hour behind the yeah. pro marathoners. So oh, wow. I, think, I think that it's, it's going to be really hard for them. So anyway, I think Mayweather's going to win. Yeah. I don't even think it'll go the full distance. I think, um, I think McGregor will get knocked. I think he'll get, you know, maybe not knocked out cold. No, counted yeah you wow really i think he's gonna lose i think he's gonna yeah. actually lose it won't oh, wow. be it won't go to decision because he's taken
2: he's taken some hard hard shots in yeah. his day against uh against some of the other guys but
0: uh, again i mean how many shots can you take in 15 DS, minutes DS. versus well and then they just found out that jones is a steroid abuser anyway let's uh take a short break <laughs> yeah. did you see that in <laughs> the news yeah they did they yeah, they, they did. so they're stripping uh is it it's, his, it's his uh, Alex belt. Jones. I forget his John first name. Jones. John Jones. John Jones. It's getting stripped of his titles and stuff for steroid use. Wow. Yeah. Sad. Okay. Anyway, that's a bunch of random information around the world in the 80 days and back again. Thanks, guys. And uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Jerry Lewis, who passed away this week. This is Live Till 5, here on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, 436 p.m. on Friday, August 25th. Episode 228 I'm Jared Baldwin Your host we'll Take a short break When we come back Jerry Lewis A little, little clip Of Jerry Lewis And then uh, A little bit about His life In our In our topic of the day And then A little more Live till 5 To wrap up the hour Stick around This is 88.1 FM KHMG
2: From the film Cinderella. Everybody needs to care
1: For somebody And the most you have to give is Your love In a cabin or a castle Even though you rise or fall Without somebody, I'm nobody at all.
0: And that was Jerry Lewis, passed away this week. A little background biography on Jerry Lewis, television actor, actor in films, also a comedian. Even worked in theater a little bit, apparently, and a philanthropist died just this week. Jerry Lewis rose to fame in a comedy duo with Dean Martin. This is from Biography.com, by the way. And his slapstick humor carried the multi-talented performer through decades of film, television stage, and radio shows. Jerry Lewis was huge. Born 1926 in Newark, New Jersey. Grew up performing in a vaudeville family after he met singer Dean Martin in 45. They developed a popular comedy act and performed in many nightclubs like the Copacabana. Made a successful TV appearances. Uh, Transitioned to the uh, big screen, 1949, My Friend Irma, which led to an additional film and TV appearance. After the comedy duo split, Martin enjoyed solo success in films like all these other ones, Delicate, Delinquent, stuff like that. Nutty Professor. Uh, is one of uh, Jerry Lewis's big ones, 1963. In addition to this prolific career as an entertainer, Lewis was active in the fight against muscular dystrophy, hosting an annual telethon for the MDA Association, Muscular Dystrophy Association, 1966 to 2010. And uh, they did a bunch of films, some really funny films. He was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1977 for his efforts on behalf of people with muscular dystrophy. And uh, he did a lot of different things, but based on his extensive experience as an actor, director, and producer, in 1967, Lewis began teaching graduate film courses at the University of Southern California. His lectures were collected into a book, The Total Filmmaker, 1971, which is considered a seminal text in the industry. In addition to his prolific career as an entertainer, Lewis was well known for his charitable work on behalf of people suffering from muscular dystrophy. Until 2011, he served as the chairman of the MDA and hosted an annual telephone that raised nearly $60 million a year in donations, adding up to this, believe this, $2.6 billion during a nearly half-century run. For his efforts, Lewis was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1977 and received his Gene Herschelt Humanitarian Award in 2009 Oscar Ceremony. He had a bunch of kids and, and just a uh, very interesting character. Don't know if he was saved or not, but uh know that he was quite the entertainer. And I remember as a child staying up, I think like spending the night at my grandma's house and watching the Jerry Lewis telethon. And it's, it's n- like nothing that's on television anymore today. It was a variety show and he would personally be involved in skits and songs and then you have all these other famous people and semi-famous people and formerly famous people come on the show and then they would use the entire uh all-night show to do educational uh interviews and things about the mus- the disease muscular dystrophy and then they would have a call center you could call in and pledge a certain amount of support and they would raise like they said like 60 million a year and They would stay on the air all night long. Jerry Lewis would literally stay up all night, sometimes on screen, sometimes he'd go back to his dressing room or whatever uh, they would do at that time and then come back on the screen. But they would have all these old timers to be on there and it's a pretty amazing little bit of media history. There's nothing quite like it anymore and there's no one quite like that that would do that and sacrifice so much. He was very, very popular. I heard a little bit of his biography this week he was the most popular actor in France, which he got teased about a lot, but it was actually a big deal. They awarded him a medal that I guess is similar to our Congressional Medal of Honor. I think it's for for entertaining and, and being a humanitarian over there, and uh, just very interesting. Died at the age of 91 and lived a long life. So yeah, Jerry Lewis passed away this week, and uh, we're going to take a short break when we come back. I want to talk just a little bit about some of the other things that are happening around here. And of course, I want to talk a little bit about, came across an interesting article from my childhood, something about Highlights Magazine. Remember those in the doctor's offices, dentist's offices? We'll talk about that when we come back. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 228, live till 5, Friday, August 25th, 446 p.m. On the live show, you can catch us on Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., Or download the podcast or our website, khmg.org. More live till five after this short break. With a little more live till five. It's four forty-nine PM here on Friday, August twenty-fifth. Earlier, I was talking about playing the crystal goblets, which might sound so crazy to you. But Chris, this is maybe you've heard of this. It's the glass harmonica. Was the instrument I was talking about oh. that? This yeah. is a special instrument that also known as the glass harmonica. That's the one that Ben Franklin invented. Was the glass harmonica? Oh. Glass harmonium, the bowl organ, not bowel organ, um, or the phone, simply the harmonica or harmonica, derived from the Greek. But basically, it's this glass-blown large vase with all these little ridges, and then water pours over it, and you put your fingers on it, and as it spins, it makes that same resonating pitch that I terribly imitated earlier. But it has a a little treetal-operated version and it has like 37 different little ridges and you can play a whole song just by running your fingers across it but they did fear that it the music drove people crazy but it was actually lead poisoning Hmm. anyway it has nothing to do with the news
2: like the person playing the thing went nuts yes
0: wow yeah and they thought it was the music that was making them go crazy but it was actually an ailment created by lead poisoning
2: crazy huh Little known facts.
0: Little known... And, uh, you know, they don't get much littler than that, actually. So, because that's a... Anyway. Hey, what happened (laughs) in the news, by the way? What's
2: happening in the news? Well, some things I didn't really know about that I hadn't heard about this one, but I saw the headline on srnnews.com, and I thought, I need to read this one. Yep. Amazon, this is the headline, Amazon to cut Whole Foods prices... Escalating Grocery Turf War. And this is interesting that Amazon.com said it would cut prices on a range of popular goods as it completes its acquisition of Whole Foods Market, sending shares of rival grocers tumbling on fears that brutal market share battles will intensify. Amazon's $13.7 billion purchase of Whole Foods, which will be completed on Monday, has been hanging over a brick-and-mortar retail sector, unsure of how to respond to the world's largest retailer. So shares of Kroger Company, the biggest U.S. supermarket operator, closed down 8%, while Walmart stores, the biggest U.S. food seller, closed down 2%. Amazon said it will start selling Whole Foods brand products now on their website as well, and that sent shares falling as well. Including uh, for the company Kellogg, the S&P 500 Food Retail Index closed down almost 5% more. $10 billion was wiped off of the market value of the combined big food sellers. I had no idea all that was going on, actually.
0: Wow. Well, and I I typed in Kroger's, and uh, it's one of the top three worst stocks to purchase right now. I didn't realize, because Kroger's is just not popular in the Midwest where I'm from, but they own a bunch of subsidiaries, including the Fred Meyer grocery store chain, Ralph's, King, uh, Supers, which I've, I've seen that in the South, Dylan's, that's all over America, QFC, uh, Food for Less, that was uh, popular up in the North, Turkey Hill, which um, even here on Guam sometimes you'll see Turkey Hill products. So, yeah, wow, wow. So Kroger's is down because Whole Foods when they start selling through amazon yeah they're they're hoping they're leveraging that they're going to dominate and and take a little bit of that market share away from walmart who sells more food than anyone
2: well and the other part that you have is the introduction of delivery in certain markets right for amazon so and probably amazing. the
0: demographic of people that buy from whole foods might be more likely to also want delivery
2: that's exactly what i think that's they're what they're hoping. hoping yeah, yeah. Uh, The number of children attending charter schools in the United States hit a record of about 6% of all students that's compared to who are in public schools, according to a federal education report, which was released this past Tuesday. Charter schools are publicly funded schools operated separately from local school districts, and they're usually independently run, but also can be managed by for-profit companies or nonprofit organizations, some of them run multiple schools. About 3 million students were enrolled in charter schools in the 2015-16 school year. That was up from roughly 1.8 million students five years prior, according to a report by the U.S. Department of Education's National Center for Education Statistics. They represented 6% of the total in 2015-16, up from 3.6%. Of the more than 90,000 public elementary and secondary schools, charter schools made up nearly 8%, an increase of 5.9% from five years earlier. So I thought that was interesting because education is really changing in the United States. And that's because um, most of the numbers say that education is very, very poor in the United States. So people are, uh, governments are trying a lot of different things to make education better, and, and that's only good. Of course, in certain areas of the country, uh, they want no part of things like charter schools. And then in other parts of the country, charter schools are the, the hottest thing, a lot of growth there. So, so we'll see uh, who wins out in that.
0: Charter schools seem to put off the, the impression that they are cutting-edge Right. Almost experimental in the way that they address education and things like that. And I think parents that get frustrated with either traditional or status quo education, either in the private schools or public school offerings that are around them, charter schools seem like a viable option because they're they're privately funded or whatever. And so, you know,
2: I've heard the theory put forth that there's some parallel between what's happening in college education and what's um, also happening in Uh, secondary and primary education in the sense that there's a lot of innovation in the area of college and there's been very little innovation you know in a hundred years of um, you know primary secondary education and so what you have is you have a lot of uh, um, focus on um, educating people for trades and things like that educating people in different ways than your traditional four-year college and that's that's enormous at the moment. Huge, huge trend toward that. And so you're having, you're seeing a similar effect in charter schools because they train people in different sorts of things than just your traditional school subjects. Right, right. A lot of the charter schools right. go beyond right. that with all kinds of other training. So it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, hey, thanks, Chris. I appreciate you uh, giving us the news. And we're rounding out the second hour here. Uh, what are you doing this weekend?
2: That's a good question. I'm probably going to take some pictures. I've, I haven't uh, I haven't been on a real... Um, where I went out and went for a couple hours to take pictures here in the last couple of weeks. So my 365 project has not been up to my standards the past couple of weeks. So probably going to go out and take some photos and we'll see.
0: Use your uh, new um, extended... Aperture button or what? What is that yeah, called again? I've, it's
2: a. It's just a a shutter release. Shutter release. We'll hold the shutter open for. I did. I did some like six and ten minute exposures here over the past week or so, and to very limited uh, success. And It's just because I I haven't done it enough yet to really know what I'm doing. So um. So we'll see. I'm having limited, some limited success. Yeah. Let's put it that way.
0: It'd be neat to like maybe. Go somewhere in Barragata Heights or something, and and during a a really long period of time, planes coming and going, and seeing yeah. that that would be a really neat one.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I've done, I've tried to do a lot of planes coming and going. I did one one night where I I had the plane coming in at night, and I wasn't on a good enough angle to really get enough of the plane. What you have to get is you the plane has to stay in the same spot for long enough. For you to get a, a a real for enough light to get right, to the sensor, right, right. for it to be able to show up. So it wasn't at quite the right angle. You'd almost have to get right in front of the plane,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and which I can do that. You can go. There's a little place you can pull off in front of the airport. Right. That's over on Route Eight, and you can just sort of hike up over to the where the runway is. Mm-hmm. But I just haven't. I haven't got the right angle. So I got a couple of shots, and I thought, ah, these are kind of throwaways. They weren't. They weren't great, but. We'll see, maybe I'll get one like that.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that'd be cool. You definitely got to keep putting those uh, – put, put a link on the Facebook page so that our listeners can see your 365, some of your best pictures.
2: Yeah, like I a, should do that. Yeah, yeah I, I think that'd be that. fun because I
0: know i yep. uh, got a lot of amateur armchair weekend shade tree photographers. There's a lot of different uh, terminology there. <laughs> sure. None of them probably apply to photography. But thanks a lot, Chris. Have yep. a great weekend. And listeners – We're wrapping up the show. It's been two hours, fastest two hours of my week here on Live Till 5. Friday, August 25th, episode 228. Catch us on The Rebound, Saturday noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Or download the podcast through khmg.org. Find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio, Guam. We love to hear from you. Please let us know that you're listening. Send us a message. Give us a thumbs up. Let us know some constructive feedback, how we can make the show better and make our radio station more of a blessing to you. You're listening to this show on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barrigada, Guam. Have a great
2: weekend.